consider anew, the daily micro-podcast that invites you to discover something new or see a familiar thing in a new way. On each episode, I share a quote that I think is interesting or important. I share why it resonated with me and why I think it's especially relevant today. And then I invite you to see how any of this hits you, how any of it might be valuable in your world. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Crawford. Welcome. What is up, everyone? Hello. Thank you for being here. Today is Wednesday, March 24th, 2021, and I'm glad you can make it. Today's quote comes from an article written by Leah Thomas in Vogue magazine in 2020 called Why Every Environmentalist Should Be Anti-Racist. And I stumbled across this particular piece looking for uh, looking for basically doing research uh, in environmental justice. And I stumbled across this and the quote that I'm going to read to you uh, contains a term I've never thought about before and it just sent me down a whole nother rabbit hole. So anyway, the quote goes like this. Intersectional environmentalism is an inclusive version of environmentalism that advocates for both the protection of people and the planet. It identifies the ways in which injustices happening to marginalized communities and the earth are interconnected. It brings injustices done to the most vulnerable communities and the earth to the forefront and does not minimize or silence social inequality. This has me thinking about inclusion. Who's included? When? In what ways? This article talks about the inclusion of marginalized communities in all aspects of the environmental movement, from who is most affected by climate change, to who is involved in crafting solutions, to who reaps benefits of environmental action. And I think about inclusion in education. Are teachers included in decisions about their schools? Are students? What about parents? Who gets to make what decisions? And who decides who gets to make what decisions? The implications are massive here. Um, Part of my background is in adolescent development and non-formal learning environments. And in general, adolescents are too often treated like old children uh, as opposed to young adults. And they're often not included in decisions that affect them and decisions that they're more than capable of engaging at a high level. And when adults fail to include young people, they rob those young people of opportunities to flex muscles of agency, critical thinking, systems thinking, identity development, and so many more things. Um, you know, the ripple effects of that exclusion can be massive. And I think about what goes into someone deciding who gets included and who doesn't. So how much of that is unconscious, you know, driven by history and past choices and really happening below our level of awareness. And with adolescents, are adults not including them because they've never been included before? Or do adults prefer inertia and maintaining the existing circumstances over engaging the young person and having less of a sense of where things may go? And similarly, with the environment, are people in power just not wanting to face the history of marginalization and discrimination that communities of color have endured for centuries? And, and instead, people in power will just move forward making decisions they want to make. You know, I don't know, um, and I hope not. Uh, I think that all of us would benefit from an audit of sorts around inclusion. Uh, 
when we make decisions and choices in our lives about the products that we make or the stakeholders that we invite to an event or the programs that we offer at our organizations. You know, stop and ask yourself who's included, who's not, and why. I know this is something that I need to spend more time thinking about in my work, and maybe you do too. I want to leave you with two things today. Uh, the first is uh, a, a movement called Intersectional Environmentalist, and it was started by Leah Thomas, the author of the quote for today's episode. Um, and this movement really focuses on the protection of all people and the planet. So I definitely recommend checking out their site. They do partnerships and offer consulting and training. They've got merch. So definitely check them out and check out Leah as well. Um, Some of her work is is really awesome. And secondly, uh, a woman named Wawa Gatheru, who is the first black person to receive the Truman Scholarship, the Udall Scholarship, and the Rhodes Scholarship. She is an environmental justice activist. She writes things. She speaks. She founded uh, Black Girl Environmentalists, which is a community of black girls, women, and non-binary environmentalists. And uh, there's just a lot. uh, So much of her work is incredibly impressive and insightful. So definitely check her out as well. And I'll leave it there. Thanks so much. That wraps this episode of Consider Anew. Check out the show notes for links and other details. And if you liked what you heard and you're willing to help the podcast out, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And if there's someone in your world who you think might appreciate this episode, do them a favor and send it their way. Thanks to Michael Lipset of Pastel Stories for Thought Partnership. And thanks to you for tuning in. As always, I'd love to hear from you. Say hello on Twitter. I'm at MJCraw. And connect with me at www.mjcraw.com. And until next time, consider anew. Thank <laughs> you.